Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. Welcome to episode 22 of the Broadview Podcast. On today's episode, we're going to talk about athletes. Sometimes I gotta, uh, and sometimes, and sometimes I gotta, uh, and sometimes, and sometimes I gotta coach, 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 and sometimes, and sometimes I gotta, uh, and sometimes, and sometimes I gotta. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. Welcome to episode 22, I think, of the Broadview Podcast. Uh, like I said at the top, we're going to talk about athletes today. Um, I, I wasn't going to do this. Uh, originally, I wanted to do a podcast about mental health, and this is going to talk talk a little bit about mental health, too. Um, but the, I'm going to wait on the podcast I originally wanted to do because I want to talk about this because this is something that, you know, if you go on Twitter, you, you're just immediately aggravated by seeing people who have done nothing with their lives, um, just essentially angry at athletes. Uh, and I think that there's like an interesting reckoning kind of happening right now, I think, with um, with people coming back into arenas. You know what I mean? There's like with the, you know, and I mentioned this on my last 476ers podcast about, you know, this this idea of PC culture about being more, um, being more considerate of people's feelings that you don't know as if that's some sort of bad thing. Uh, You know, that's kind of some bullshit. You know what I mean? Trying to be better people is not a wrong thing. And I think with that happening essentially because we're seeing now athletes when they're playing sports, you know, you're seeing people heckle them or, or do whatever, or, you know, there's ob- the, the, the most obvious, uh, you know, things that have happened recently with Russell Westbrook here with, um, with Trey Young in New York. Uh, and now, as you can see on my screen, I have Naomi Osaka up. Um, there is an additional, I think there's an additional place now for athletes to be, you know, humanized, I guess, you know, and, and this is like it, it's it's difficult to, to wrap your head around trying to explain to people that human beings are human beings, uh, because when you call them athletes, just like any type of propaganda that's ever existed, where you just label a certain group of people a certain thing to dehumanize them, somehow that's happened to athletes in this country and maybe around the world, too. And when people shit on them, uh, people forget that like these are human fucking beings. You know, what I mean, like these are just these are human beings. This goes for every single fucking thing. I've talked about this so many times, whether it be about uh, Joe Rogan or any of these people that's like, hey, these are just human beings and we should not be putting them on any sort of pedestal. You know what I mean? Because then when they show you that they are not above reproach, you get crushed by how human they actually are. I talked about that in the DMX podcast I did. And with athletes now on the flip side of that, it, the same exists for athletes, but in a different way. You know what I mean? And and I'd hate to be the dog, the race dog, and not the race dog that's running a race, but the one who's barking at what to me seems racism from a seems like racism from a distance. You know, at the very least, the optics of what it what happened with Russell Westbrook, the optics of what happened with Trey Young, yeah, those aren't really good optics. <laughs> I mean, it's not really great optics to watch a white guy dump popcorn on an injured black athlete. It's not great optics to watch a white guy spit on a black athlete. You know what I mean? It's not great optics for Naomi Osaka to say she's not going to talk to to the press and she's going to pay the fines and what going on Twitter and just seeing like middle-aged white guys essentially say, well, do your job. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And if she's decided she's not going to do it, she's very much can afford to pay this fine. It's her choice. You know what I mean? And guess what? There's like this weird, this weirdness, right? You know, like our lack of empathy generally as a people 
exist in so many different realms of how we view the world um, that when when someone could tell somebody to quote unquote do their job, right? You tell an athlete, I talked about this with the contract shit with Joe Biden too, kind of, that you could tell someone to do their job. You, you are a plumber from wherever you're from, right? You're a plumber. This is not a job you wanted to do. You, no one, no one chose, no one woke up in the morning and said, you know what I could really, you know what I would like to do for the rest of my life? I would like to snake shit out of a pipe. I would love to do that. I think that would be fantastic role for me. Uh, really appeals to this side of me, you know, problem solving skills side of me to plumb shit out of a toilet. Um, but when somebody like Naomi Osaka or somebody like Russell Westbrook or somebody like Trey Young, when you say you, you decided to be an athlete and now you have to take what comes with it, it's not so much a decision to be an athlete. A lot of these people are trained, like these kids are trained from childhood. And what they accomplished is not this active decision to go be an athlete or to go finish school and see if you can become a manager at Best Buy or something like that. No, no, no. These people are trained and have this willpower, this thing inside them, this drive to have accomplished something that you can never, ever relate to. So this is far different than what you understand. These people are are. This is going to sound terrible because what I'm about to label them is something that is not human. I'm calling I'm about to call them assets, but they are assets in a way that you don't understand. All right. When, when Russell Westbrook decides he's going to do something, that man is worth millions of dollars to the Jordan brand. He's worth millions of dollars to the NBA. He's worth millions of dollars to all of these things, something you don't understand. You're worth uh, a work call to go plumb something or you know, uh, uh, whatever the fuck, you know what I mean? What, what I, they're worth more than whatever I'm worth to my company. Put it that way. It's very, very simple, very simple. They could walk away from the sport and they would be, they could walk away from the sport and, and Naomi could walk away from the sport today and be worth more money than you will ever be worth in your entire life. You can't relate. It's no, there is no, you woke up and you decided to be a, no, that's not how it works. They wanted to play tennis. Because she, she wanted to play tennis, because she plays tennis well, she she automatic. It's automatic. You don't have to apply. You don't submit a resume to the tennis company of the world, to the tennis association, especially not in tennis and golf. From my understanding, I don't. Maybe I don't know how it fucking works. Same thing with the NFL and the NBA. They want the best players in the world to be there. <laughs> they want the best talent. You don't go apply and ask for the privilege to be there. That's that's made up bullshit. That is all made up bullshit. This concept is like it's a privilege to play for the best, the best league in the world. It is a privilege. On one side, it is a privilege. On the other side, understand that they are privileged to have you, to have these athletes. Say whatever you want. Am I lying? You could say I'm lying if you want, if that makes you feel better. But if LeBron Jace, if LeBron said today, I'm gonna leave the NBA unless you guys change this. The NBA is going to fucking buckle under what somebody under somebody who's worth a billion dollars, worth billions of billions of dollars to a franchise. They're going to buckle. That's not even a question. There's not even a question. LeBron James, the, the privilege really is on the side of the NBA to have LeBron in the league for as long as he wants to be in the league. The privilege is to have more talent in the NBA. No matter how menial it seems, it's more it's a privilege for the NBA to have more talent in the NBA spread out across multiple organizations to make games more competitive, not less talent. 
So if Russ one day decided he's not going to talk to reporters, the NBA is going to eat that. They're going to complain and they're going to find him short. But if Russ decides I'm going to up and leave, that's not good for the NBA. They're going to play it off and act like it is, like it doesn't matter. No, it's actually not good for the NBA. If Naomi Osaka, the singular star, especially in tennis and these sports, to these tennis stars and golf, like golf pros and all these people, these are singular talents that are worth so many millions of dollars, especially someone like Naomi, right? Someone like Serena Williams. Like these are like the Williams sisters general, a lot of the tennis stars generally. Like these are like beautiful women generally. They are great at their sport. The, the, the what they're actually worth can't even be quantified. You can't relate. So when you say something like "do your job," you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Your job had your job hires you because they needed someone to plumb shit. The tennis association, whatever, they need her. They need her. She's good for the sport. She's necessary to the sport in order for the sport to continue to grow, especially now, right? With all that, with all the Asian hate that goes around, to have a star who's half Asian, yeah, yeah, I, I assure you. There's, don't be surprised if she says, I'm not going to pay for the, I'm not going to pay the fucking fines and tennis just keeps, uh, that's fine. No problem. The French open, it's fine. No problem. Keep it hush, hush, but just act like you did. You can't relate. You can't relate. You can't relate. And it's this, this like, you know, it's just this concept and based on what she said too, right? The concept of, yeah, man, like this shit makes my mental health feel like shit when I talk to reporters. They're going to ask me after a loss or whatever. They're going to ask me all these questions that are going to put doubt in me. Yeah, they're fucking human beings. <laughs> they're human beings. You want to believe there's something different because they're called athletes. But everyone else who has a little bit of empathy in them, including the, the athletes themselves, know that they're just human. They're human and they do something really, really well. You know what I mean? But we'd rather sit here and act like you're going to sit here and point fingers and tell them to go shut up and do this or shut up and do that. Yeah, there is a lot of marks of racism on there. And someone will call me a race baiter. But yeah, well, you know, race baiting was created by race baiting was created by white people. Anytime any minority, it, it was co-opted recently in a worse way. But in the 1900s and the night the, throughout the 1900s and the 1990s, it was essentially used by any person who said something about like, hey, there's racism being done to us. And somebody said, you're a race baiter. A white person would say you're a race baiter because you're, they're being <laughs> oppressed. Well, that doesn't really make sense. It doesn't really make sense to call somebody a race baiter if they're being oppressed. Yeah, man, athletes have mental health. The other have mental health issues. They have mental health stuff that they're dealing with. And shit like this just looks racist. You know what I mean? It just looks racist from my standpoint on the outside looking in. Yeah, you see a white dude just dump popcorn on rust, man. That shit, there, is no, there is no place on this planet where that shit is acceptable. Let me explain. I know somebody, I keep on Twitter, I saw a million people say, well, it's just popcorn. What are you talking about? And somebody... This one person tried to tried to try to try to explain this logically, and you know, good for them, maybe. I don't know. He was like, "Well, you know, with a pandemic going on, this person is eating popcorn, and it's a spreading of germs, and blah 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 blah." Yeah, sure, that's true too. For me, it's just blatant disrespect. If I just walked up to you on the street and threw popcorn in your fucking face, and you, should I just tell you it's just popcorn, and then you're just gonna be like, "Oh, you're right, it's just popcorn. I'm good then." No, right? I would hope. I would hope not. Or maybe. You're a lame, and you're just going to be like, oh, you're right. It's just popcorn. If someone threw popcorn in my face, I'm going to be livid. Yeah, I'm not going to be happy about that. That's disrespectful. That's disrespectful. You know what I mean? But, yeah, no surprise. You're seeing a lot of white dudes in, in some of these circles, like, it's just popcorn. Yeah, it doesn't really match the disrespect of what it meant to have somebody dump popcorn on you. That shit is weak. It's lame. 
There's no place for it. The Trey Young thing, that's crazy. And the, the, the thing is about this, because in the same vein, uh, John Morant had, um, man, my hands are peeled. I'm sorry. John Morant had, um, you know, some Utah fans got, well, no surprise, some Utah fans got kicked out of the arena, right? And banned also because they were saying disrespectful things to Jai's parents. Well, let me explain something, right? A lot of this stuff has been happening for years. You know what I mean? Some of this is people that are just, you know, getting back in the public and now they don't know how to act and they're doing all this extra shit. Some of this though, is people have been doing this shit for years. And I think as we are becoming more sensitive as a people, more politically correct, more considerate of how people feel, this stuff is becoming a little bit more cringy. I mentioned this about the about the about the Trey Young thing. The the Knicks fans screaming fuck Trey Young, how from my standpoint, it was kind of like, yeah, made me feel a little bit uncomfortable. It was a little cringy to just see a, a large group of people screaming fuck one person. You know what I mean? It doesn't even make sense. The shit that, that the Heat did to Giannis, right? The counting down on free throws, that makes sense. That makes sense. You know what I mean? Because that's related to the basketball game, right? That's related to basketball. You know what I mean? That's related to basketball. If you're if you're saying something, right? If you're at a sports thing, and you're 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 uh, uh, like you're heckling the athletes about the sport, oh, that kind of makes sense. I mean, it's still a little bit weird when you get into a mob of people and start screaming wild, disrespectful shit to somebody who's just doing their job for your entertainment because you're a fan of something that you're not even really a part of. I mean, think about that. I come on my podcast, right? And I talk for the Sixers and I, you know, whatever. And I'm, I hate Dylan Brooks because he's talking wild. I make fun of Dylan Brooks's hair, right? You know what? I'm part of this group. That's, that's worse. I'm terrible for that. It doesn't really make sense. I'm not, I don't work for the Sixers. I don't play for the Sixers. I don't know Dylan Brooks. I'm going to make fun of his hair though. I'll probably make fun of him to his face, but I make fun of everyone. But I have, but that's, I have a chip on my shoulder for my own mental health issues. And it's not great. I'm not even trying to explain it away. The point is, when you go to a, it's kind of weird to think about that you can go to this place, right? Because there's a large group of people here. And because we are a fan of Team A, we are now going to wow, yell wild, disrespectful shit to people on Team B, to the best people on Team B, not to the person on the bench, but to their best player. We're going to yell wild, disrespectful shit to get them out of. That kind of doesn't really make sense. If you worked for FedEx, you know, we, we have all these funny memes about this, but no FedEx driver and UPS driver gives a fuck about each other. Like, should I walk out on the street and see a FedEx driver delivering a package to me and start booing him because it's not UPS? Doesn't really make sense. Yeah, these people have mental health things that they want to work on. So imagine if somebody was screaming wild negative shit at you all day, right? If somebody screamed wild negative shit to you for two or three hours every time you, you showed up to do your job, do you think that you would do well after that. Do you think that you'd be like, no, I, I've earned that. I chose to be this. So this makes sense because I make this amount of money. But again, in this country, and I've been saying, I'll say this until the day I die, that money doesn't equal value. It's, it's not value. So just because these people are millionaires, money does not block, does not, it's not, money does not Dikembe Mutombo bad thoughts out of their heads. Well, I have millions. So this depression is now gone. No, that's not how it works. Nothing works that way. 
it works that way for you because you may live a life that you don't, you can't even relate, that you think that the money would buy you. Because really when people say money doesn't buy happiness, right? And I've talked about this previously. Money doesn't buy happiness is, is a little bit different than I think what people think it means sometimes. You know what I mean? I think sometimes people think it means different things. Money can buy, there is like two different types of happiness, right? There's like this logistical happiness where in your life, there are things that you need to be happy, right? Less stress from bills, less stress from your living situation, less stress from whatever, things that your, your, your family life, your parents, you want to buy them a house. Yeah, you could have all these things and that would all make you happy and bring you joy, right? That's one thing. But then money won't, if you feel lonely generally, well, money doesn't make you feel less lonely. Money won't make you feel less depressed. Money won't make you have less self-image issues. If you have body image issues, money doesn't fix that. You know what I mean? Therapy will help. Money can help get you a good therapist. So maybe in a way that can happen, but generally money won't fix those things. So when these people right here who live lives that you can't relate to, they've lived a life, their entire existence, let me explain this another thing that people don't understand. I've been explaining this for a long time. One, people act like athletes are above mistakes. That's one. Two, I mean, and, and Nick Saban, who who I generally, like when I look at college coaches, I just find them all very sleazy. But Nick Saban, when he spoke up about the, the one athlete who I don't, I don't know his name a couple of weeks ago was right. What do you want me to do? He made a mistake. You want me to cut him from the team? You want, him, you want me to, to, to further push him down? this road here where maybe this goes worse for him? Or do you want me to try to help him so that it can go better for him? Because people make mistakes. And these are all young people, mind you. These are all young people. People will forget that a 21 year old will make a mistake. What were you, when I was 21, I was wilding. I didn't do anything that made sense. There was not a thing that I was doing that made any sense. If I was an athlete, I would have been the, Oh, yeah, it would have been pitchforks out for me. They would have been hunting. It would have been like the, the first scene of Shrek, just people coming for me with pitchforks and motherfucking whatevers and rakes to, 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 to launch me out of whatever sport I was doing. Because when I was 20, 21, 19, I didn't do anything that made any sense. I had a drinking problem. <laughs> had a bad drinking problem. Yeah, well, and so when a 19 or a 20 or a 21-year-old makes mistakes, you, you seem to have a problem with it. You seem to think that they can't bounce back from that. You know what I mean? This this brings up another, you know, when we talk about racism, it's something that, you know, again, I, it's not that it's something, it's not, it's not generally that I want to just point out and say, well, racism is behind most of this, right? The thing is, is it's really difficult, right, to see powerful white people or rich white people not have, I mean, have the, have more, uh, more leeway to do whatever the fuck they want without being questioned. And then anytime a black athlete or Black person, generally black entertainer does something. People, I mean, Jay-Z gets brought up on Fox News as like this evil thing, right? This drug dealer who's rich now. Oh, God, help us all, right? This drug dealer who's rich. Meanwhile, Martin Shkreli is like this fucking folk hero. He's become this meme-worthy folk, folk hero who pretty much was doing the same shit, but because it was legal, because he was doing it legally, except that obviously he wasn't doing legally, but because he was doing it in this weird legal game, that this game of what's legal and what's illegal is this really fucking weird line that we decide. You know what I mean? It's just whether you're willingly taking advantage of people or un which I, I, who can even decide. But Martin Shkreli became a fucking folk hero. He became a folk hero as he's literally just fucking people out of 
just fucking people by, by jacking up prescription prices. He's this folk hero, but Jay-Z is this some villain. Well, well, what's the difference here? What is the difference? Oh, because, yeah, I mean, do I, ha- I don't have to point that out. It's pretty straightforward. You know what I mean? And that's kind of the, the scary thing about this shit. Like, sometimes I just wish, I don't know, sometimes I come on here and I'm like pleading for people to be better a little bit, right? For us to get better, for us to be like, hey, you know what? Maybe being more considerate of how other people feel is actually a good fucking thing. And it's not a bad thing to wonder how people are feeling and to take into account people's feelings. Maybe that's a good thing. You know what I mean? Maybe it's a good thing that we rip down this this concept of an athlete and say, no, this is just a human being. So what is this human being going through? You know what I mean? Like the, the Kyrie Irving thing. You can be critical of, I mean, you know, somehow we've kind of swung in the other direction now, and I'm guilty of this too, where with like Kyrie is kind of like this thing that's like, now we don't want to be critical of him at all, you know, because everything he said is almost like a buzzword in today's society, this mental health stuff. So we don't really want to be judgmental, but I do agree that, you know, we don't know the ins and outs, but there are rumors that kind of the way he would leave the team was kind of like he would just balance and not tell anybody. And like stuff like that, I think, yeah, you know, Kyrie, you could do you could do better there. You know what I mean? You could definitely do better there. Like, hey, maybe let your employer know you're just gonna not show up for a couple weeks. Um, but even even in that, that's a good example of a person who's like, yeah, whatever the fuck you think this is is not something you even understand because Kyrie is worth an amount of money to this organization and to this company that you can't relate to. So when you say do your job or whatever you're saying. You're saying it from a place of your own perspective, but your perspective doesn't matter here. You need to remove whatever you think, whatever you feel about your life. You have to tip because most of everything you you start realizing everything, every one of your reactions to something says everything about you and says nothing about what you're reacting to actually. So whatever your reaction to Kyrie Irving is, is all about you. It has nothing to do with Kyrie. And you can sit there and try to explain all we do, all we do, the dances that we do, right, when we're like debating with people, the dance we do is trying to justify our reaction from our perspective about something as opposed to listening and being like, wow, maybe my my life, because I don't have, because the, the glass, the lenses I'm wearing are dark and are not cool. I'm reacting to something in a way that isn't great. And maybe the person I'm talking to has a better perspective and is giving me a good perspective. Maybe I should be willing to listen as opposed to just staying stuck in this mindset that I have and therefore casting whatever aspersions I have on this situation and this event. And now I could be, and instead of taking the chance to be better, I'm just going to stay the fucking same. It's really difficult. You know, it's a gift. It's a gift, right? It's very difficult for anyone to look at anything optimistic. I I mean, I'm sorry, anything objectively. You know what I mean? I remember I had a conversation with somebody and I told them, you know, I had just gotten a raise at work. And the reaction to me was, the reaction to it wasn't great. It was not a great reaction. And I was confused by that reaction because if you know me, you know my energy towards anybody. You know, if you get a raise, you tell me anything about your company or your job or whatever, my reaction is always going to be just unlimited love and support. And that's just how I am. But this person's reaction was as if was was as if I was lucky. But it was because 
that person felt unlucky about their situation. You see what I'm saying? They felt unlucky about their situation. So their reaction to me was that I must be lucky because they feel unlucky as opposed to, oh, I could have earned that, right? I earned it. Good for you. Good job. No, you're lucky. Well, that's just their perspective. Nobody else has that perspective and everyone's going to look at her or, or that person and be like, well, where's that perspective come from? Why do you have this perspective for? They may shame that person, but again, right? Even I, even us or me or whomever looks at this situation has to take the step back and say, well, why, why are they reacting this way? Well, when you look at it from their perspective, you can understand. And therefore that gives you what's called, you can be empathetic now. That's called empathy. And you could be like, oh, I see why this person feels this way. That could hurt me. It could bother me that this person reacted this way to me, to my news, but it's not personal. This is where the reaction is coming from, right? Our reactions to people says everything about us, nothing about them. If you feel like Naomi Osaka should talk, no, you should talk. How dare you? That says everything about you. I don't say nothing about her and her decision not to do it. This is nothing about you. Ain't say a fucking smart thing yet. The only thing we're required to do in this life is literally just be ourselves, be who we are. That's pretty much it. From my standpoint, the only thing I'm required to do is just try to be better every single day, right? Try to be better every day. Make sure that my son is better every day. Make sure that anytime I talk to him, I'm trying to make him better. Making sure that the life I leave behind is something that can make something better when I'm gone the only thing, right? The only goal that I have. It's the only goal that matters. It's the only goal that matters. So if you're going to sit there and, and think that this person has to do something, abide by you, shut up and dribble, all that, right? The, I mean, the shut up and dribble is, is you, you want to talk about something so rooted in racism. And where, where did, by the way, real quick, listen, Again, back to like the Joe Rogan thing, right? I am somebody who is very much like what bothers what bothers me about Joe Rogan. And I've talked to I talked to somebody about this recently. What bothers me about Joe Rogan isn't that he has an opinion. It's that when I hear some of his opinions, he never he never uh, gives any like uh, no disclaimer to him, you know. And and maybe I'm guilty of going the opposite way, where I'm like, yeah, I'm not an expert here. Who the fuck do I even think I am talking about this this way? Even when I talk about basketball, something I love, right? Who am I to even say this? And you know, shout out to one of my homies who brought that up when I talked about the Joe Budden podcast, right? Who am I to even talk about this? I don't know this situation. I'm just, from my perspective, this is what I see, right? And sometimes when I hear Joe Rogan talk about things, it doesn't feel like he's doing that at all. feels like he's just getting, spitting shit, spitting these opinions, matter of fact. I mean, that's what, when I watched him and the Jocko Willenick thing, that was, it. You're spitting these matter-of-fact opinions. Again, that says everything about them, two middle-aged white guys who can't relate and are talking about police in ghettos, and black ghettos. Yeah, this says everything about your perspective, nothing about theirs, right? To give this disclaimer, and I think sometimes with athletes, even like, I, you know, with LeBron, the, 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 the thing that happened with China, that wasn't a great look for him. And shout out to the homie Vic who said, who, who essentially compared that to MJ's Republicans buy sneakers too thing. You know, that wasn't a great look. That wasn't a good look. You know, so all I would really suggest is, hey, when you're an athlete, you can have all your opinions. Just be careful. You have a large platform. That's all. Just be careful. Have, you have a large platform. Please just make sure you're informed when you ever, whatever you talk. But to act like athletes aren't allowed to use their platforms or not allowed to speak, they're not, you, mind you, 
they're not using platforms. Let's let, let me let me take a step back here. Athletes don't use platforms today. Maybe 15 years ago, you could say they were using their platform. Now they're not because athletes have social media and they just spit their fucking thoughts out, just like we do. They're on Twitter spitting shit out, just like we do. They're on Instagram posting pictures, just like we do. They're on Instagram thirst trapping, just like we do. They're on Facebook doing whatever the fuck they do. I don't even know if athletes be on Facebook. They shouldn't fuck Facebook. They're on there doing shit just like we do. So stop acting like they can't just be human beings just like we are, because that's all they are. So even when you say they're not, they're using their platform, I wouldn't even go so far as say they use a platform. They're just being them, just like we're being us. The difference is they have a larger platform, and that's what gives them the responsibility of being a little bit more informed. But the idea of saying shut up and dribble, no, you shut the fuck up. Who, like, let's take a step back here. What, what is the, what exactly is the qualifications to speak on something? What qualifications do you need? I don't know Laura Ingram's qualifications. Let me be clear before I shit on her. I don't know where she learned her politics from, that she's allowed to talk about politics. I don't know where she learned that from. I know that Fox News tends to bring on a lot of people like Dr. Phil, who isn't a doctor anymore, right? Well, that person speaks on things he's not a doctor, so why should he be on here, right? I don't know. I don't know who gives anybody the right to talk about anything. Should every maybe if 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 you think LeBron James needs to shut up and dribble, I think all of us need to shut up and dribble. Then, if that's the case, and shut up in in our own perspective environment, I work for a software company in logistics. What the fuck do I know about Joe Budden and podcasting? Not dick, because these two things have nothing to do with each other. But we are not our jobs. <laughs> Again, you know, I had talked to my therapist about this recently. Talked about. Um, Talked about different cultures, uh, you know, how cultures shift from one country to another, how this, the, the, the culture in this country is about your work. You're, you are your job here. You know what I mean? So much of our discourse and conversation revolves around work. When you get, I always talk about when you get teachers together, if you get three teachers together, all they do is talk about education. It's all they talk about, you, it's like they have no other life, that they are teachers and that's all they ever are. You know, it's incredible to watch. It's crazy to watch. No, shout out to all the teachers I know, because God bless them. God bless them. Doing the Lord's work. Unless you're, you know, whatever, you don't believe in God. We are our professions in this country, as opposed to individuals with opinions, with feelings, with thoughts. We are our professions in this country. And I think sometimes that is probably what gets in the way here. That athletes, that the profession of athlete is something that's dumb, not informed, not educated, not well-read. They, they aren't allowed to talk. Why not? We gave Donald Trump the presidency because he's rich. He don't know what the fuck he was talking about. And if you think he knew what he was talking about, I don't know. what He didn't say anything for four years. Well, he, he said some things that were blatantly racist, but other than that, he didn't say anything for four years. But for some reason, an athlete you think is somehow dumb or whatever you think, doesn't really make sense. It don't really make sense. That's what makes the, the Cameron clip so hilarious, right? The Cameron on Fox News thing so hilarious. Because again, the, this concept, right? And this, this goes, you know, this is about to go a little bit left, but this, what, what made that funny is from our standpoint is we're watching somebody operating outside of these 
weird lines that are put in place in this country, which, which is this, you know, yeah, it's racist. I'm sorry. It, it's designed by like middle-aged white guys. This is how you're supposed to be. You know what I mean? So when like a black person is called, well, you're, you're well-read, you're a well-spoken black guy. What that actually means is you sound like a white person. Good. You're well-read, well-spoken because you sound like a white guy. As opposed to you could just be somebody who doesn't sound like a white guy, but still be well-informed and smart and intelligent and still be eloquent and get your point across without sounding like you, right? Well, so from that standpoint, they, that was a train wreck and it was great for them because they're like, look how embarrassing, look how embarrassing Cameron looks because he doesn't sound like a white guy and they don't act like y'all act how you think someone is supposed to be. But from our standpoint and from their standpoint, it was they came on your show and treated y'all like a fucking circus because that's what you are. They treated you like clowns because y'all are clowns. But from your standpoint, you think they were clowns. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't even know what the point of that was. It's just the point. I don't know. The, the point is, yeah, the point is whatever you think, it says everything about you. It says nothing about them. You know what I mean? If you saw Cameron and thought that they were clowns, yeah, you probably are of that ilk. And if you sit here and look at athletes and say, shut up and dribble, if you sit here and tell Naomi Osaka, you have to display yourself to the world and tell us how you feel, which isn't real. You're going to ask these, that's what interviews are. That's what interviews are. And she's right. Yeah, they ask questions sometimes. Those questions could put doubt in her. She doesn't want to deal with that. She's here to win. She's a tennis player. What this tennis player, but where in the job description of tennis player is media speaking to? Where is that in any job description? She one day showed up with a tennis racket on a tennis court, started playing tennis. Turns out she was fucking vicious at it. And guess what? They want the best tennis players in the world on their fucking tours. They're going to bring her the fuck along. And that's it. At what point did she have to go and make herself available to the media? She doesn't have to. She doesn't have to. And if you think she does, I don't know what to tell you. This says everything about you. Because you live in this, you're living a life that thinks that you have to abide by these rules. And a lot of our lives are that way. Yeah, we work for companies that tell us we have to abide by rules. They don't. Athletes don't really work that way. Unfortunately, you can bring up contracts and all this because everyone loves to do contracts. Fuck them contracts. Shout out to Maul. Again, fuck that contract. When you're worth billions, contracts don't really mean dick. To be clear, they don't really mean anything. When you're worth what what these what, what some of these athletes are worth to their prospective companies and to their prospective uh, uh, groups of ownership ownership groups or whatever, them contracts don't mean shit. If Russ decides tomorrow I'm retiring, he's out. And you know what happens? He gets his money, and Washington just sucks again. I mean, they suck, but they they're just worse again. Or if Trey Young decides, you know what? I've had enough of this shit. Motherfuckers want to spit on me. I'm good. Give me the money I've made. I'll go live on a ranch and I'm done playing basketball. Or I'll, you know, I'll go overseas or I'll go play somewhere where I'm appreciated. I don't need this. I don't need this shit. I don't need $30 million in two years. I can go make $10 million a year over in fucking Turkey or wherever the fuck. And then if they do some disrespectful shit, I'll just go play at China. And if they do some disrespectful shit, I'll just go play somewhere else. What do you think is going to happen? Why do you think they would ban fans for life for the shit that they're doing? Think about that. If you, 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 the fan, right? You, the fan who thinks, oh, I pay their bills, even though you don't. Because to be clear, the majority of money that comes into the NBA specifically is TV deals, TV revenues, advertisers. It's not ticket sales. It's, it's some of it is merchandise, I guess, but it's not ticket sales at local games. I don't know. It's advertisers. They're the ones 
who make the money. It's, it's about that. <laughs> That's what it's about. The last two years, let me be clear. The last two years, the NBA fighting for more games hasn't been about it. It's been like, well, we're losing some revenue at the gate. Sure. But we're losing TV revenue. So we have to make these games up. Yes, that's that's really the problem. That's really the issue. So all this idea that you pay their no, you don't pay their bills. You don't no, You don't whatever you think you do. You don't do. You're not that important to be clear. And if you think the NBA would ever take a chance so the NBA is taking this stance that's like, yo, you're not going to treat our athletes like shit, blah, 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 blah. If they didn't do that and the athletes started feeling like, yo, y'all not going to stand up for us, we're going to bounce, then the NBA collapses. The NBA is only its athletes. <laughs> to be clear, the NBA is nothing but its athletes. Yeah, they have some buildings in disp- in dispersed in there and a bunch of rich white guys and Michael Jordan, also rich, right? You have a bunch of rich people too in dispersed in there. But generally, it's they're, they're the athletes. The, the NBA is the athletes. Whatever you think you're worth as a fan, you're not worth treating people like shit. I assure you that. Yeah, they will easily ban you for life, which who even knows what that means. I mean, I don't think they have facial recognition software. I don't think alarms go off if you walk through. I don't know what ban somebody for life means. I don't know how that works, honestly. I've been thinking about that forever. I don't really know how that works. All I know is that motherfucker who dumped popcorn will never dump popcorn again on somebody, probably. And if he does, then somebody needs to shoot him. Just shoot him. Just shoot him. I don't have. I don't really have patience. I'm sorry. That that's you know that's corporal punishment for something that's seemingly basic. But you just don't disrespect people. Listen, you would never. You would never. And I said this on Twitter, and I said this on that. You would never dump popcorn on Russell Westbrook to his face because he would beat the shit out of you. He really would. Yeah, he would beat the shit out of you. He's a fucking world class athlete. That doesn't mean he knows how to fight. But I do know this: you are not a world class athlete. He has one up on you already, and he has wild reach. And he could jump over you. I mean, you could swing. He could literally jump over you. Literally jump over you just to fuck around. Have you, have you ever played sports in your life with somebody? I mean, not even to go left. You haven't done anything. <laughs> you can't, I just, again, you can't relate. Another thing you can't relate to is athletes from such a young childhood, right? From, from when they're young. When it's clear that they're good at sports, they get so catered to that when they get older, their lives are, it's just, their perception of life is so different from your perception of life. Everything that they do, again, says everything about how they feel. So this Kyrie Irving, this freedom that he feels he has to go do these things. Yeah, man, it has a lot to do with his life and how he views life should be. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You can't say he's right, we're wrong. You don't really have a place to say it. You only have a place to say, from my perspective, I don't like what he's doing. That's all you can say. That's all you got. And then, and if you don't like what he's doing, if it bothers you, you need to look inside at why it would even bother you. Why was this? Why would this be something that kept you awake at night? Why would it be? Why would any of this keep you awake at night? Something that bothers you so deeply to the core that says everything about you. It says everything about you. I don't think about any of this shit. I don't care. She doesn't want to talk to reporters. Good for her. Play tennis, great. That's all I just want to see somebody win tennis. If I'm tuning into tennis and she's playing, oh, what is she about to do? Because she's fucking great at tennis. That's what I know her for. I don't know her personally. And I know I'm not going to talk shit on her because I don't know her personally. You know, even when I talk about Toby, as many times I talk about Toby, how many times am I going to say about Toby, oh, he's a good person? And it's funny because shout out to the homie Christian who said before, yo, that's like, uh, you know, a funny... uh, 
like a mad passive aggressive insult. And it, it, it is, it is, because I'm saying you're a good person as a, and I'm saying that in contrast to being a bad basketball player. Well, at least you're a good person, but I do mean it. I do mean it. I don't know Tobias Harris. From what I know, he's a good person. She, he does the community is great. When I'm talking about Tobias Harris and I'm making fun of him, I'm talking about as a basketball player specifically. And then again, I'm also saying, who the fuck am I? Because Toby would trash me. He would watch me. If we played in a game up to 11, it'd be 11 nothing as quick as the game started. It, it, we don't even need to play to 11. Just na- next basket wins, it'd be more painless for me. But if he wanted to torture me, he could do that easily. He wouldn't even, I have no place. I have no place. I would try my best. I would, and I would make fun of him and say, you can't, you can't, you're not Paul George. He would still cross me. He will cross me out of my shoes if it's not clear. Anyway, I don't know. Stop treating athletes like shit. Stop acting like athletes are just athletes and not human beings. Consider that how you feel about something is saying everything about you and nothing about the situation. That's something, that's a lesson for life right there. That's a fucking life lesson for you. Um, That's it, everyone. Uh, Wash your hands. You know the drill. Black Lives Matter. Arrest the cops to kill Breonna Taylor. Stop Asian hate. Stop hating on athletes. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Stop hating generally. Just stop hate. I mean, it's just, it's exhausting. It's exhausting watching us make the same mistakes over and over again. From my perspective, I'm exhausted. That tells you how I feel. Um, that's it. Take care. And sometimes, sometimes I gotta, uh, and sometimes, sometimes I gotta, uh, and sometimes, sometimes I gotta, coach, coach, coach. Uh, and sometimes, sometimes I gotta, uh, and sometimes, and sometimes I gotta.